Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lifestyle Trading Podcast, brought to you by TradingHeroes.com. And today, I'm very fortunate to have with me a professional trader from Sydney, Australia. His name is Adam Jowett. And um, I found out about Adam a while back on Twitter, and I've been following him, his blog for a while now. And uh, I really enjoy reading his humor and his personal experiences about tra his trading. And um, he really does have an amazing story on how he became a pro trader, so I'm happy to have him here. Uh, welcome, Adam. Thanks, Hugh. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Awesome. Good to be around in the Eurozone for a change. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess a little backstory in this interview. Uh, we we try to get together a couple times, and I don't know. We just uh, had a run of bad luck. So I'm really glad that we finally got to sit down. Yeah, someone's kicked a cat somewhere. I don't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was me, but someone did. Probably got here. That's the main thing. Uh, so, uh, I guess we could get started with how do you how did you get into trading and uh, what were you doing before? Ah, well, um, oh, well, I'm a programmer by trade, mm. uh, not a particularly good one, but but I was a programmer. Um, uh, you know, so always always around the internet, and so uh, 2001 got into some of those completely reliable high yield investment programs that are online, <laughs> usually run by Russians, usually stealing your money. Um, but they all claim that they earn their money through Forex, so that piqued the interest. Um, mm -hmm. I had absolutely no background in trading, none in economics. I've said that on my blog and things a few times. Um, but you know, once you get your head into it and realize the earning potentials, like all newcomers, you think, geez, what am I doing in what I'm doing? I'm going <laughs> to get a taste of this. So that's how it got me started, but it took a long time before we got to where we are today, that's for sure. Uh, I see. Um, about how long did did you take for you to, uh, be, you know, from when you started to become a professional? Uh, a good, well, look, there's two two determines a professional for me. It's either professional in terms of I know what I'm doing and I have a plan and this is how I trade, and then there's professional as in this is all I do. So mm -hmm. probably six, seven years to the point where I felt confident I actually could do this all mm -hmm. the time, and. Um, what are we about eight years before I could go pro, um, and that even that was probably forced upon me a little mm -hmm. uh, through other influences. So, but I'm glad it was in the end. Uh, uh, best thing I've done for sure. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, I was reading on your blog recently um, about how you turned or you started with about five thousand dollars and you kind of had no job. Can you kind of take us through that and how you got from there and you progressed to where you are now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little long-winded in some areas, but uh, anyone who's followed me on Twitter and read the blog knows that I got cancer at age 30. That was back in 2007. Mm -hmm. um, that's, uh, I'm amazed at how many traders have either had heart attacks or cancer or something that's got them into trading. It seems like a, a common trait. Terrible way to get into it, but huh. it seems to get them into it. Um, so after that, the idea of working nine to, well, it's not nine to five, is it? It's more, it's basically all day, every day when you're in the corporate jungle all of the time. Yeah. Didn't appeal. So being a programmer, I could do it at home. So I did programming at home as a freelancer mm -hmm. for a good three, four years and traded on the side. That balance shifted slowly towards trading rather than programming continuously. So uh, it just got to the point where I just didn't have the heart or the interest in programming anymore. Mm -hmm. and, I thought, bugger it, I have to do this, but look, I'm a better 
trader than I am um, property investor. So that's why I only had five thousand dollars to trade oh. through some bad property investments. Um, and that was kind of the point, right? I either go back to the corporate world mm -hmm. and, and get into that rut again, which with my health history was a terrible idea, mm -hmm. or I just bite the bullet and say, "Bugger it, let's give it a go." Um, give it a go full time, and that's that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Can't say it was um, the best thing to do. I wouldn't advise it for everyone. But, <laughs> um, you know, the trading gods up there uh, basically just keep kicking me up the backside, telling me, "Come on, you got to do it." There's so many events that keeps pushing me into it. So, mm -hmm. in the end, I said, "All right, I'm listening." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, I, I know you mentioned to me once that you're completely self-taught and you didn't have a mentor or anything. Um, would you recommend this to people, or do you think people should go out there and find a mentor? Well, uh, it's Especially in Forex, it's easy to say you should go out and get a mentor, which if you can find one, man, mm -hmm. do it straight away. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really tough. Sort of, well, you, get, you can get halfway up the path yourself, but it's really tough after that, mm -hmm. I found. Um, if you can find a mentor, then you'll just increase your learning curve no end. But in saying that, I, I found it almost impossible to find a reliable one. Mm -hmm. and, you know, in this day and age of the internet, you know, how do you know someone's reliable unless you meet them in the flesh and see what they do and sit next to them? You know, yeah. It's not many tests you can just walk in, sit down, and watch someone. Um, so I couldn't find one that I actually either connected with or found. Mm -hmm. I thought they actually knew trading better than I did at that point in time. So I just stuck it out by myself. Lots of reading, lots of ignoring of forums, and went from there. Oh, nice! Very nice. When you're when you're getting started, uh, did you have any like heroes or people who inspired you as far as trading? Not when I started because I didn't really know much about trading. Mm -hmm. I didn't know much in the history. Probably sort of halfway through the journey of getting to where I am now, I started reading a lot of stuff from. Oh, there's a few people that I liked reading a lot of the old stuff. I read a lot of Gan, like most people, a lot of the Dow theory stuff, which like most people as well. Mm -hmm. These days, probably people like Raggy Horner is a good one. Mm -hmm. yeah, someone who's got a proven track record and trades in a similar way that I do. Well, I, I do in a similar way than she does. She's done it four times as long as I have. Um, I know Rob Booker's someone that everyone enjoys reading. He's a funny bloke, so yeah, yeah. he's good for humor. Mm -hmm. um, and he has some good ideas. He thinks outside the box. I mean, I don't take these guys' courses. I don't even speak to them often, but I enjoy reading what they do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's all about just opening the mind to a few different methods. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess that's kind of a good segue into like how do, how do you trade? Um, are there any pairs that you like in particular, and what's your primary time frame? Yeah, I I've changed a lot actually. I spent the first. I reckon six years of my trading life just beating down on anyone who traded anything less than an hourly chart. <laughs> uh, so I traded off hourlies and four hourlies for quite a while, mm -hmm. for probably the first six years. Um, once I went full time, I had a five grand account and I had to support myself somewhere. I'm not going to do that on hourlies. So it forced me to go to a five minute time frame, which is what I trade now. Uh, anyone who says five minute, Time frames and noise, which I did. Well, I'll put it nicely. It's just crap, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's not just noise. I mean, there's no such thing as just noise unless you're down on second charts, I suppose. But so I trade up five-minute charts. I trade 
the Aussie mainly because mm -hmm. I trade mainly through the Asian session. And if I'm trading like tonight uh, in the Euro session, I'll trade the Euro and sometimes the Pound. But really, I don't trade many more pairs than that. I don't need to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting. You just have two pairs. I think there's a tendency a lot of times for especially new traders to get into like 10 different pairs because they think there's going to be more opportunity there, but it's not really the case, is it? Well, it's not in Forex. It's all, you know, so much of it's based around the US dollar. And even if it's not based around the US dollar, indirectly it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it looks like there's a lot of pairs, but if, if you're going to trade something, especially on a five-minute time frame, you're really restricted to the majors. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just paying too much in spreads and whatnot. Yeah. Um, in which case, you know, it's either revolving around the US dollar or the yen pretty much. So like, there's no point. Usually if I'm trading the Aussie, the same thing's happening over on the euro or the pound or something very similar. So that'll do me. Mm -hmm. I'll stick to one. Just don't have the intention span for more than that. <laughs> cool. So like on such a, such a short time frame, I'm sure there's a lot of trades that go on. How do you prevent um, excessive losses and revenge trading? Uh, yeah, a lot of self-development, I think that's something we don't think about as much, but in a lot of the good books you'll read about it, that, you know, so much of trading is not much, so much about the charts, it's a lot about yourself, mm -hmm. fighting your own emotions. So I, in the end I found I had to change the way I traded. When I traded initially on a five minute, I uh, put, you know, 10, 12 trades on a day, because mm -hmm. I felt like that was what I should be doing, you know, that's work. Um, but I would find that would give me a lot of consistently good days and a couple of absolutely shocking, you know, lose your entire week's profit days. Uh -huh, uh -huh. If you just had a run of three, four, five losers in a row, which is quite common. So I changed myself around. Now I trade just the morning, 9.30 till 2.30. I do two or three trades a day tops. If I've lost two or three trades, then I stop. At least then my day isn't terrible and I can certainly make it up in other days. Mm -hmm. So, usually a two, two day, uh, two trades a day. If I'm having a good day or a bad day, it would be one, and that's it. Uh, but I turn up every day to trade. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I see. Very cool. Um, and how much risk do you take on each trade? At the moment, it's depending on how I feel. If I'm trading well, it's two percent. Mm -hmm. if, it's, if I'm not trading well like this week or if I'm having a very uh, disjointed week outside of trading, sick kids, that kind of thing, then I'll wind it down to 1% because you're just asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, this week has been a classic case of that. So, you know, I'm up very slightly this week, but I'm lucky to be up this week really and I'll probably stop trading now actually. <laughs> you, you, can get, you get the feel in your bones. Most people do. You get it in the gut, but you know, I'm pushing it. Yeah, pushing up here, and I don't know what's going on, and uh, I should just go and watch football or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but we don't tend to listen to it because of the, the lure of the dollar. Mm -hmm. But I'll be doing that after this interview. If you see me, on slap me around. I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be <laughs> um, do you do you do any back testing, or is it kind of just all live and just forward testing your strategies? I do. No, I do. I have two strategies, and one of them is very heavily back tested, mm -hmm. manually back tested. Though, um, being a programmer, I don't actually trust some of the back testing software that much. I just know the things that you you miss out on, you just don't see mm -hmm. unless you're manually doing it. 
but in saying that, you've got to have some experience behind you so that you don't do the, oh, no, I wouldn't have taken that trade kind of thing. Yeah. Any yeah. losses, yeah. Um, so I have one system that is kind of my fallback system. I, I know if I'm not trading well or if I'm just not feeling it, then I should just trade that because I know it back tests well. Mm -hmm. Stick to it. Um, my other system, it's a loose turn state system because it's, it's variant of just winging it with my risk parameters and things I've picked up from watching the market all day, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I'll trade if I, you know, I'm feeling confident and I'm sort of in a good space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that the more profitable one? It is generally. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it can also be, you know, where the biggest losses occur. <laughs> yeah. But you got. I mean, I recommend anyone. You have. You have to back test it to some degree, or you're just not going to um, have the trust to take a loss. Mm -hmm. If you know you can take a loss or two or three, I've mean, had runs, you know, seven, eight, nine losses in a row. Um, but if you don't know that that's normal in your back testing, you you're going to abandon something that is about to give you seven, eight, nine winners in a row. So. You know, it gets you out of systems at exactly the wrong time, which is why I see so much flip-flopping, you know, on the public forums and, and with the new guys. Mm -hmm. I guess it's understandable. It's an emotional game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, what? So, I guess, uh, what are what do you feel are your greatest strengths and weaknesses as a trader? Mm. Uh, strengths is sticking to my stops, and that's been like the hard way. Mm -hmm. You know, blown accounts, and uh, I wrote a post on the blog the other uh, the other week about I think it was my eight or ten or something dark trading secrets, and one of those was that I I had a trade on the Kiwi a couple of years ago where I didn't take stops, and the thing just ran and ran, and I had a newborn who was only six months old, and I was up at two three a.m. trying to settle the newborn, and <laughs> watching the Kiwi so my account didn't blow up. Um, I think it. Reversed with five pips to spare somewhere around there. It came back and I was jumping around the lounge. But I said, it's the greatest day of my life. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he didn't blow my account. It doesn't matter that my six month is crying and it's two a.m. in the morning. It doesn't matter, you know. It, it reversed and I've saved my two hundred dollar account or whatever it was at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so since then, that drilled into me. This is you know, get some perspective. Son, that's not really the way you're supposed to be trading. So I stick to my stops. I cop a lot of losses in a row sometimes. Mm -hmm. But as long as the stops are hit, then you know, what can you do? Yeah. yeah. As long as your execution's right, then you just got to accept it. <laughs> it's hard work making money. That's the thing. So if you if you don't stick to the stop and then you wipe out a whole week's worth of trading, that really makes trading suck, especially when you're doing it full time. Yeah, that's true. Not many jobs you can work a whole week and lose money. And then tell your wife at the end of the week that you lost money. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's the toughest part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess that's a good um, way to get into talking about your blogging. And um, I really like your mm. blog because it you do a good job of balancing the charts and the analysis with the interesting stories. And um, I don't see too many blogs out there that really do that. Um, so why did you why did you decide to get into blogging? Um, I've always been into blogging. Well, I've always been around the internet. So I've mm -hmm. you know since 1997 or so I've been on the internet writing in some form or another. Um, so you know blogging was a natural thing. I've always liked writing as well. Mm -hmm. And you, you write about what you love. 
that, that's the only thing that gets you writing all the time. So that's why I have a trading blog rather than something else. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the same as you. I don't see a lot of blogs around there that give an insight into what goes on in the head of a trader rather than just, you know, here's a chart and here's a line and here's a squiggly line and that means this is going to do that. Uh, that bores me somewhat if you read that continuously. So, you know, whether you've, I mean, I'm a full-time trader, but I'm not going to say I'm a pro trader, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm no different than a lot of guys other than maybe I stick to my stocks better and my discipline's been worked out a little better. But, you know, I like to give that insight that I'm not doing anything special <laughs> at all. It's quite the opposite. It's all very simple stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, that's, that's the mainly thing. why I write like I write. Mm -hmm. I just try to write stuff that I actually like to read. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty, that's why I like your blog and, and Jessica's blog. Yeah, it must be something about the Aussie humor or, or something. <laughs> I've had a couple of comments saying, you and Jess, you know, you write pretty much the same. I love her blog, her, her stuff's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. Very similar sort of writing, well, not writing style, but the, the way she puts things very similar. So, mm -hmm. but maybe it's something about the air down here, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it works well. Yeah. yeah sure. Has that helped your um, your trading in any way? Yeah, it's a great sounding board. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to be honest. So I try to be honest on it. So if I have a really bad day, then I'll be putting it up there. Um, you know, if I blow an account, then I'll be telling you that I blow an account. Mm -hmm. It's a, just a great way to get things off your chest. Yeah, because if you don't. I'd trade in a garage. You know, I sit out the back in a garage and by myself I found one trader down the road for me um, and that's it. Uh -huh. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a lonesome sort of experience when you're trading. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to just sort of get things off your chest if you're frustrated or if you find things funny or if you see observations then it's a great way to write them down and remember them myself. My memory is terrible. So I, I read a lot of my own blog which is a bit Self-gratification, I suppose. But, um, just to remind myself a lot of the times, oh yeah, I remember doing that, but not do that again, or quite the opposite. So, mm. I'm glad people like to read it, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so most of your trading friends are online then? Yeah, mainly. Mainly they are. Um, I had a couple that started and then, you know, just didn't make it. That's, that's the thing, even if you make guys in your area that start trading, they don't tend to last very long. Um, not because they're not nice people, but they just don't last through trading. Trading's a tough game. So, yeah, they're mainly online. That's why I'm on Twitter. I like chatting with people on Twitter and keeps you occupied. And you know, I'm only putting two trades on a day and I'm sitting there for five hours. So, mm -hmm. I'll do something in the meantime, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so I've, I've watched you know, four seasons of The Fringe and, and all this kind of stuff in the meantime, <laughs> in about a month, just trying to keep yourself occupied. Mm -hmm. Just keep yourself out of bad trades, huh? Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> um, are there any goals that you have for the blog? Like uh, maybe, I saw that you're offering a course now, but um, um, do you have any goals beyond that? No grand plans, no. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a course at the moment. It's not finished, which is why it's sort of, you know, get in for a waiting list kind of mm -hmm. scenario at the moment. And it's taking longer than I thought it would just because I'm finding it hard to um, articulate exactly <laughs> the methods that I trade. Uh, <laughs> apart from the 
the out and out system that I have apart from that there's a lot of well there's a lot of gray areas you don't realize until you try to write them down mm-hmm. which which is a fantastic thing because you know to objectify it as much as you can is really what what you need to do mm-hmm. uh, so you know I have that course I'm not gonna make anyone pay for it so if anyone wants to sign up sign up and hopefully it will arrive sometime soon it's pretty much it I figure if I can make the money from trading I don't need to make money through the blog or anything else uh, I'll put some video up soon mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. Uh, see how that's received um, I think I mentioned to you actually whether video or the written words the best way <laughs> to do it um, I know when I'm at, when I was at work and stuff you know I can't sit and watch a video but yeah. I can read an article so um, apart from that no just lots of honest detailing of what's going on five days a week pretty much mm-hmm. and then a week you know a weekly review on a weekend which a lot of people seem to be enjoying where I can sort of go through what what's happened during the week I list my results and percentages and mm-hmm. yeah I really like yeah. that two tab thing you have where you have the analysis in the beginning of the session and then the other tab is the end of the session uh, yeah yeah well that yeah I, I could say I do that for the readers but that's for me oh. um, that you know the, the beginning of the session thing is my way sitting down, stopping myself trading for the first half an hour mm-hmm. and getting a gist on what's going on with the market. I mean, of course, I'm not always right. I've been lucky a couple of times, but it's just you've got to get a context of where things are um, so that you don't get muddled up and start you know, going long, going short, going long, going short and, and just ruining a week very quickly. So that's I found that a really good way to give context and then the aftermath. Aftermarket tab is just me bragging if I get it right most of the time. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I guess I kind of want to shift over to, uh, you know, figuring out uh, or trying to see what the trading lifestyle it means to you, I guess. And um, what do you think is the most important benefit to you to be able to trade for a living? Uh, it's all about family for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I've got two young kids. Uh, I only had one young kid when I got cancer and it was only a couple of weeks from uh, kicking the bucket as they say according to the doctors. So, you know, when that happens it puts a big, well it gives you a very good perspective on life basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, beyond anything beyond family, you know, it just wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence why I started working at home as a freelancer and now I've progressed to being a trader. And being a trader, it, when you can do it, it's great. And there's so much. Know, there's a lot of scaremongering out there that it, that it's hard, and it is hard. But the lifestyle is fantastic. <laughs> you know, there's not many things you can do where you can sit. I mean, a similar day for me is I sit down at nine thirty. I take the kids to school, and I sit down at nine thirty, and I'll place a couple of trades, and I watch movies in the corner of my monitor, and I wind it up at two thirty and go and play with the kids and mm-hmm. play soccer. Blah blah blah. I mean, you know, what job lets you do that? And then the income potential that goes with it mm-hmm. is not being around. So, if you can master it, it's really it's worth every you know, every obstacle that you have to overcome for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I definitely want. That's what I'm working towards. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does, I think. But you've got to really get a clear vision of that. And I was lucky in the perspective that I got so sick because it just gives you that vision mm-hmm. straight away. Um, Whereas sometimes you can get caught up in everyday life, basically, yeah. and 
where you're trying to head. So keep that vision and it's definitely worth it. Even if you just earn the same income that you earned in your previous job, it doesn't matter. The lifestyle gives you is fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, how, about, how about your wife? Uh, does she trade at all or does she understand no. what you do? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she tries. She's so supportive, which is you know, such a benefit to me, mm -hmm. especially starting with such a small account. That, that was the hugest thing. Uh, it takes a lot of trust, but no, um, I try. I tried to teach her a little, but it's not something that appeals to her, and that's fair enough. Mm -hmm, I don't yeah. blame. Um, she just, but she's patient. She doesn't ask me how I go through the week. I said, just don't ask me until the weekend. <laughs> it can change. You know, I'll be up one day and down the next day. So just don't ask me. Yeah. And she doesn't. Yeah. And that's fantastic. As long as you get support from your other half, whoever that is, then you can't ask much more, I suppose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what do you like to do in your free time outside of trading? Uh, sport. Uh -huh. uh, Aussies, come on. What else, what else am I going to do? Um, I play soccer. I try to do triathlons. Not so successful this year, but uh, you know, it comes down to my health most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I do that. I do a lot of reading. The best thing I ever did was buy a, a Kindle. Uh, <laughs> I just, it's just fantastic thing. So I, I read constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, not always about trading. Actually, most of the time these days, not at all about trading. Mm -hmm. but a lot about self development, uh, which I guess helps anyway. Yeah. Uh, different ways to do things, time efficiency, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just learning to do things a bit different. I think I'm an entrepreneur at heart, actually. <laughs> Haven't got myself to start anything up other than my trading career, which we'll do, I suppose. Ah, oh, I see. You got any good uh, book suggestions right now? What am I reading at the moment? I have my Kindle with me, so I'm not real good at remembering them. Um, Compliance, compliance, Well, a, a trading book would be a book called Marlboro on Markets, mm -hmm. which I love, and I'm just looking at my bookshelf to see. It's one of my few that I read that's not on the Kindle. Written by a, an old currency slash everything trader, actually. Mm -hmm. But he has a real good perspective that you know, most of the stuff you read on the news is crap. And, and most of the talking heads, you know, that's all they are. And, and not being so precise about your trading. Mm -hmm. you know, something that changed my trading a lot was his concept of you can... Support and resistance still holds even if it breaks, as long as it's within X Y parameters. So for him, he had a certain percent percentage. I can't remember what it was now. Um, but you know, it's not a line on a chart; it's an area. Mm -hmm. So that changed a lot. So that stopped me jumping in on supposed breakouts that keeps you out on some of those fakes that you that you get some some of the head fakes. Um, what else is there? Oh, anything by Daryl Guppy is a good read if if anyone's after an Aussie trader. Mm -hmm. He's a stocks trader, but he, he's a really good one. So is Louise Beckford. Both good authors mm -hmm. from Australia. Uh, actually, I think Jess is quite familiar with Louise Beckford. Probably it. I can't think of some of the other ones I'm reading on the Kindle. <laughs> it's one of me. Eckhart Tolle is always a good one. The Power of Now. All his kind of stuff. That's a heavy read. <laughs> I'll check That's it out. Great. That sounds good. Um, just uh, just a couple more questions. Uh, what's a common trait that you 
or the biggest common trait you see in successful traders? Uh, patience, I would say, would be number one. Yeah. And equal to that would be humility, I would think. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found any time I start breaking my trading, the market beats me down. <laughs> like nobody's business. I mean, I know it's not linked. Well, maybe it's linked because it's my psychology, but you know, there's no point. Who are you bragging to and for what purpose? So humility and uh, patience are two. And I would say discipline, but I think discipline comes out of that. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't just tell someone to be disciplined. You know, that, that's a process to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. But in terms of virtues and traits that you can have, that would be the two. Uh, I but I find that's common anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally find that too when, when I start bragging about trade, then I go on a bad streak. Yeah. <laughs> It always happens. It's probably linked to the, the, the concept of overconfidence and that kind of thing. I yeah, suppose. exactly. Uh, that's why you'll never see me tweet, oh, yeah, you know, I've gone short and I'm up, blah, 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 anymore. I did that on occasion, so, yeah, guaranteed to fail straight up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the last one is, uh, what, do you, what do you feel is the biggest secret to your success? Uh, perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this has taken me eight years to go pro or to go full-time mm-hmm. um, and that's a long time, you know, that's twice as long as you have, or probably almost twice as long to be a doctor or something like that, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. and that's not eight years of off and on, that's eight years of constant sort of study and trying this and trying that and in the end I've, I've pretty much fallen back to what I was probably doing in the first two years but until you gain the experience mm-hmm. and, and realize that all those other shining lights out there aren't actually that bright after all yeah. and it's really just supply demand and price action for me anyway mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't have discovered that unless I went through what I went through well, the last five six years so um, yeah just just keep persevering yeah. there's people out there that do it and they're not economic majors and they haven't sat next to a pro trader for their whole life so mm-hmm. you can do it just go try hard with it. Uh, that's a great. That's a great message. Um, yeah. So I guess ending on that. Um, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking out the time to uh, talk to us yeah. and uh, teach us what you've learned so far. Thanks. Thanks, Hugh. You're gonna have to try to get some other traders that aren't from Australia. Though. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, you secret desire to head down here or something? Could be. Uh, even even Chris yeah. Laurie was. He's a Canadian, but he was in Australia. So I don't know what's um, going on. You must be just on some crazy. Biological clock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, you. Yep. Catch you later. And that's our show. Thanks again to Adam for coming on. Um, I found it really interesting to hear about how he trades and his thought process, and I hope you learned a lot from him also. Uh, don't forget, like he mentioned, he is coming out with a free How to Trade the Asian Session ebook. So, uh, get on his mailing list, and uh, he'll send that out when he's ready. Uh, he, his blog is at whennotwhere.com, and he reviews his trades weekly, as well as gives some thoughts on the market. And you know, he's a funny guy, so it's it's always an amusing read. So I would check it out, and you can also follow him on Twitter and Google Plus. I will link to uh, those places on the show notes also. And uh, if you're looking to learn how to backtest your trades and um, practice your trading, I also have a free course on how to do that and go through that process. Um, 
you can just sign up for the email list on tradingheroes.com. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. Um, keep an eye out for the next one. And thanks for listening.